everybody, Ryan here with Talking Technicolor. I just thought I would make a little update video since it has been a while since I've recorded anything. Um, things have been a little crazy around here and as such have shifted, so um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, what is going on in the local community here in Northern Colorado, um, both in the psychedelic community uh, locally as well as the mycology community um, and I'll give you just a little bit of a personal life update from me and uh, what I want things to look like uh, going forward here with the channel so first off um, we'll state the obvious right away so you're seeing it's only me in this video today um, and I'm obviously recording it from my webcam as opposed to from my normal camera. And the reasons for that are many. Uh, first of all, I'm recording from my uh, webcam just because my camera's not charged and I didn't think ahead. So here we are recording from the webcam tonight. Um, I hope that's okay. I was just itching to put a video out and I wanted to do it as quick as possible um, because it's been a while. Um, and it's just me because uh, during the past few weeks, we've learned, or I've learned that uh, Teresa is planning on setting out on like a super cool project where she is going to be going cross country um, in a van or a truck and making video content related to foraging all over the country, looking for mushrooms, going to be touring a lot of different mycological societies across the U.S., um, so that sounds like a really stellar opportunity and, um, I'm really very happy for her to do that. And I think that's really great. Um, especially because as she's gone, um, we just sort of amicably decided that, um, I'm going to go ahead and stick with Taki and Technicolor and do that podcast, uh, myself from now. So, um, this will be more of, uh, my thoughts, my feelings on things and of course, Teresa will definitely pop in from time to time um, as we find topics that are mutually interesting. Um, she may make an appearance on the show again, but uh, going forward, the show is going to be uh, Ryan's show. So um, I hope that's all right with you guys. I know uh, Teresa had some really interesting perspective. And uh, my, my goal with the channel is not just to make it my perspective, but... Um, to bring in a lot of other people and I have uh, still a pretty good roster of the next few guests that'll be coming in um, and so let me just talk to you about those now um, upcoming I have a friend uh, Drew Houchen I believe is how you pronounce his last name um, he is going to be coming on talking about some experiences that he's had in various realms of DMT, ayahuasca, San Pedro. I know personally, because we've had some conversations, that he has gone down to Peru and sat in circle with Don Howard, um, who, if anyone has seen the Aubrey Marcus um, video about San Pedro, that is the person that he went down and uh, sat with for that. In addition to that, um, he has had some recent experiences back home um, with psilocybin and DMT. 
um, that he would like to talk with us about. Um, so it'll be a really good opportunity to hear what Drew has to say and uh, see what he um, would like to talk about on the show. Um, it's kind of up in the air for me what I, th I think he'll go into fully, but I have a feeling it's going to be good. Drew has some pretty good experience under his belt, so um, it's going to be my pleasure to have him on the show. So that should be my next upcoming guest. Uh, following that, I have a woman named Alma who does breath work here in the Fort Collins area, and she is going to do a podcast with me about psychedelic cult indoctrination, and we can umbrella that term to talk about New Age um, cult indoctrination. This can happen with things like Reiki, LSD, psilocybin, ayahuasca has a ton of culty stuff going on in it. And I personally have experienced attempted cult indoctrination by an ayahuascaro, or ayahuascara, I should say. And I only put that in quotes um, because this person was not part of the Peruvian or South American tradition. She's a, a woman living in the United States who has zero business giving anyone any substances. Um, I won't name names, but we'll crack that story open as well um, when we do that. So I'm really interested in looking at the cult aspects of New Age philosophy, psychedelia, all that kind of stuff. Um, because I feel like we try to be really positive in this community, and we don't always talk about the negative. And one negative you have to watch out for is the risk of indoctrination into very strange beliefs. Um, because as you may recall, when you take psychedelics, you are a neuroplastic. Um, so that's a soapbox I've stood on for a while since I had my experience with attempted coercion or cult indoctrination with an ayahuascara, who will just say advertised ayahuasca did not provide ayahuasca. It was a very much a, a witch's brew. And I'm, I mean that literally um, in terms of what she put in that. So we'll talk about that um, when we have Alma on. Um, I've had some San Pedro experiences myself that I know I've talked about on the channel here. Um, so that's going to be something that I will go into um, with Drew, probably. And then upcoming, we also are going to do a show on psychedelic fatherhood. So I have a friend of mine out in Florida um, who will Skype in with me and talk about his experience as being a father and how interacting with the psychedelic experience has um, colored his perspective as a father as well as mine. Um, psychedelic fatherhood is a big topic for me. And no, that doesn't mean, you know, that kids are ever around anything that has anything to do with psychedelics. Just how has my personal mental health progression, how has other people's personal progression um, psychologically, mental health-wise, emotionally been impacted by psychedelics and how has that improved or challenged their relationships with their family? So, you know, I feel like in Western culture, you know, you look down in South America and see people who have indigenously uh, worked with ayahuasca or San Pedro or other various uh, entheogens, you know, Vilca, some of the snuffs down there, Yopo, um, those folks have a support network built in to their society to deal with the psychedelic experience they have. Um, 
some underlying networks and structures in their society that allow them to integrate uh, more um, thoroughly, I would say, and safely than we do here in the West in the United States. So that's an interesting topic for me as well is integration. Um, I have a guest coming on who should be Skyping in in the next few weeks and we'll, you know, I'm trying to post these every other week going forward is my new goal. Um, and he's a friend of mine named Brian. He recently agreed to do a before and after interview with me, um, of his first ever psilocybin trip. So he has, um, partaken on his own, of his own volition with no involvement of me whatsoever, um, taking some psilocybin and we did a little counseling session beforehand, just kind of coaching him on what he is looking for, what he hopes to get out of the trip, um, what his goals are, his intention. And then he took that process on his own. And we're going to talk about what his trip was like, how his life since then has been, how it has affected him as a person. So it should be really interesting material. I think. Um, and part of it that we agreed to him and I is that this is also going to be part of his integration process. So those of you who know me know that I actually host an integration circle here in uh, Fort Collins at the psychedelic club at CSU, where the goal is to meet about once a month and discuss our psychedelic experiences. And through that process, it gives uh, people both the opportunity to work through some difficult psychological, mental, emotional material that they encounter in the psychedelic realm. Um, but it also allows people a chance to just talk to someone else who has had these kinds of experiences. Um, as you may know, I know in my life, um, with my wife, after I'd done this, she's very, very, you know, kind of straight edge by the books, former military, um, really cool lady, but we're kind of like the odd couple in that sense, because, um, I have used psychedelics to improve my mental health and that is not her thing. Um, so when we talk about, Hey, I, you know, laid on my back and a space goddess flew down from the heavens and ripped my chest open and vomited, um, Amrit, you know, vomited the sacred nectar into my viscera and it healed me. That sounds like a lunatic talking to her. <laughs> um, but someone else who's had intense visionary psychedelic experiences like I've had uh, finds that kind of thing very relatable. Um, I just happen to be the kind of person who has extremely visual trips with displacement of time and space. Uh, I have experienced ego loss, if that's what you want to call it. To me, I think that sounds a little pretentious sometimes, so I try to avoid it, but... To make it relatable, I'm saying ego loss um, during that span of time. So, and that's hard to explain to the layman. So, I, uh, that's kind of what we do with the integration circle. Um, but me and my friend are going to have an integration webcam session, and you guys are going to get to watch. So, I'm going to ask him, you know, what happened during the trip, give us the play by play, how he felt, what he thought about it. And the goal is, A, to get some interesting insight and information into what happens the first time someone takes psilocybin when they've never done any sort of drug before. Um, and also 
just I think it could be pretty healing for him to talk through it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see because we've had a conversation about it previously. And I have to tell you, his trip is wild. Um, I'll just say his point of view, he is very much a high fantasy loving D&D playing, um, Warhammer playing, uh, RPG loving kind of guy. He's, you know, I'm a big old nerd, but he is a step higher than me, uh, kind of an uber nerd. And honestly, like, my best friend in the world, besides my wife. Um, and, yeah, really, really cool guy, really sweet. But you would never think he would do psilocybin. So it was really interesting to find someone who is completely unexperienced but open to that prospect. Um, so it's going to be a really cool documentation. I'm very excited about it. Um, next, another thing that I want to talk to you guys about is Bakanawa, which is a heretofore sort of uncovered psychedelic here in the West. Um, this is something that I've been studying over the past couple years. Um, I've gone as far as to uh, obtain a gentleman's doctoral dissertation on this very rare, very hidden secret in Theogen. So one of our topics is going to be Bakanawa, um, which I should put up pretty quickly because as I just mentioned that, you are probably Googling it right now. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that here soon. And um, yeah, basically that's, that's where we're going from here. That's what I have on the table. Um, also going to give you a little update about my personal life. Um, as I um, have been telling some folks, uh, my wife worked with the patient in Loveland, who's the very first to get COVID-19 in Larimer County, Colorado. And she ended up during this time uh, bringing that virus home to me. So I was very sick in bed for a while and I've just been working on getting my head straight and getting this project back up and running um but during all of this social distancing that we've been going through um that means my local club and thank you any of you uh foco myco friends who are watching this uh, my local club the fort collins mycological society um i've basically canceled all of our events for for now um and the reason for that is twofold um, I know some of the other mushroom clubs are doing Skype or Zoom meetings, recording things and putting them on YouTube. And yes, I do want to do that. And, you know, I've gotten a few emails, hey, are we doing Zoom? And for me personally, the reason I started the mushroom club and uh, took that upon myself with Teresa at that time was because... Um, I wanted to have community, I wanted to meet people, see smiling faces, and collaborate. And I feel like the guests that I've gotten lined up for that club are super cool, and I want to make the best use of their time. And honestly, these are going to be really great lectures, but we can always have them in the winter. Um, I do not feel that Zoom is the same thing, and that's just kind of where I'm at right now. So I hope everyone's okay with that. Um, what I'm doing instead is I'm going to be posting some videos, what I'm calling uh, virtual forays. 
and rescheduling anyone we have scheduled to talk at the local uh, mycological society for later on, maybe this winter or fall or whenever, you know, the State Department of Health, whenever Governor Polis comes out and says, okay, you know, go back to normal, everything's fine. And then we'll go back to normal and everything will be fine. Um, but that time isn't right now. And um, hopefully by the end of the summer, we can look at doing some socially distanced foraging trips. Um, hopefully we can maybe get a speaker to come and talk to you guys like outside at a park or something to where we can keep distance from each other. I don't know. I'm working on ways to make it work out. Um, my hope is that we don't have to do the Zoom meetings, but if that's what you guys really want, let me know and we can do it. Um, I've gotten two requests so far. So um, for now, my plan is to push back anyone who's bought a Mushroom Club membership. Um, I'm extending that. So if you bought it at our last meeting a couple months ago, um, basically you're still at zero time for the year. So you guys who are part of the Mushroom Club, don't worry. Everyone's still going to get their full year out of it. So um, my goal is to just provide education for everybody in the community. So with that said, um, what have I been doing to keep myself busy during this time? Obviously, it has not been <laughs> making talking in Technicolor podcast. Um, it has not been um, going and giving lectures at the Psychedelic Club at CSU or lobbying uh, down in Denver for drug-related initiatives. Um, but um, I can give you an update on that as well as we go along. Um, in fact, let's just do that right now. So basically... Um, with Teresa being the president of the psychedelic club at CSU, it's kind of in the air what's going to happen with that right now. Um, so I've been kind of laying off making content for that in terms of working on some of the presentations I had planned. Um, but that said, it sounds like she is looking at finding a president for the psychedelic club at CSU. So if you are a Colorado State University student, um, contact Teresa and uh, she will... Um, look at whether or not you'd be a good person to help take over that club. Um, I'm still going to try to maintain some of my involvement in that, hopefully still run an integration circle through there. If uh, that club is actually no more, then I will go ahead and just move the integration circle to a community thing because I've gotten such positive feedback from it that I've decided I want to keep doing psychedelic integration for now and bring that out into the community and do that once a month thing. Um, maybe if we have to rent a venue, I'll request donations, you know, a couple bucks here and there. But my hope is to find a community center of some sort where we can do this for free without much scrutiny. Um, so that that's kind of the news on that stuff. Um, we don't know what's happening with Psychedelic Club. I hope it keeps going. And if it does, um, I'll do everything in my power to support it. Um, that's where that is. Uh, Mushroom Club, I kind of gave you the down low on just now. It'll, it'll keep going. I'm looking for a new vice president for that as well. So if anyone's watching this is local to Fort Collins area, you know, and you want to have a responsible role in the local mycological community, the fungi community, the foraging community in Fort Collins, um, I would urge you to contact me, reach out to talking in technical or podcast at gmail.com or foco club 
at gmail.com. Either one of those would be fine. You'd reach me directly, and I would love to hear what you guys uh, have to say in terms of what you could bring to the table for the Mushroom Club. Um, because right now, um, we have uh, one officer, Orion. He's a really cool guy with Forage Colorado. And he uh, is willing to do some forays, some guest lectures, but that's about what he has time for. Um, I also have um, another person, I won't tell her name, but she is thinking about potentially becoming a club officer. But I don't have someone to really be my right-hand person. So, And we also, of course, have Ken, uh, the local mycology uh, teacher at CSU. He's very gracious in helping us. Um, but I really see his role as sort of an advisor to the club. Um, I wouldn't ask him to step in and be a uh, VP at this time, um, just because I know he's got a lot on his plate too. So really, I want someone in the community who has plenty of time on their hands. I'm a stay-at-home parent, so that's why being club president works for me for the Mycological Society. Um, if someone who has a little bit more time wants to be VP, help me with some web stuff, help with some video content, social media type things, um, organizing speakers, and maybe figuring out the Zoom meeting thing because it's really not my bag. Um, that'd be great. Um, otherwise, I can continue to run it the way that I have been, uh, you know, for the past year. And, you know, we'll have the occasional meeting at a brewery uh, once things open back up and forays. That's kind of what I'm, I do. I'd love someone who has some hands-on cultivation experience, can help me put together a workshop, whatever. I've, I have a few ideas of people I want to be involved. So if you're seeing this and thinking, why hasn't Ryan contacted me? Make the first move. Reach out first. I'd love to see if you want to be my new Fort Collins Mycological Society vice president. So, um, yeah, what, what else? So we've covered the Psychedelic Club at CSU stuff. We've covered Integration Circle. We have covered the Mushroom Club. Let's talk about home life. Um, as you guys know, um, I have two uh, kids here. And as my wife has been between jobs for several weeks, we've just all been home together this whole time. And it has been um, a challenge. And it's been good at the same time. We've all bonded. Um, but we've just been doing a heck of a lot of, heck of, a lot of gardening um, I'm growing some interesting things right now you guys might be interested in. Um, start off the list, I do grow mapacho, um, which is Nicotiana rustica. That is the Native American tobacco that's used in ceremony. It's about 10 times stronger than your typical cigarette tobacco. Um, personally, I am not really much of a tobacco smoker. But what I use that for is I will boil it to make pesticides uh, for my garden. So I'll spray some stuff with a, a tea of tobacco, and it helps keep the bugs off when things are uh, young. I also am planning on making some snuffs out of it, just for personal use. Um, and I've recently found from a friend of mine, uh, Orion with Forage Colorado, he has found wild bergamot growing in this area. So I'm going to be out foraging for that. I'm going to try to make a tobacco snuff with bergamot, and it should be kind of cool. My older brother used to do snuff years ago, and uh, that's something we sort of bonded over is trying snuff with bergamot. Um, I really enjoyed it. So I might try that. I figure some homegrown tobacco just for fun, really. Um, I also have some Spanish heirloom tobacco from uh, 2009 was the first time I grew that stuff. 
So that should be really interesting. Um, I've sprayed it with some gibberellic acid, um, which basically causes old seeds to be revived once again. Um, that's a way dumbed down version of it. We could probably get into the science, but I don't feel like it. And I'm going to make a chemistry mistake. And someone out there, I know who, who you are. I'm looking at you. You're going to eat me alive when I get the chemistry uh, wrong. So I'm just not going to play that game. But basically, this is a technique that I read about in college because um, I have a degree in uh, anthropology. And um, some archaeology classes I was reading about a hemp seed, like a thousand-year-old hemp seed that they found in an old urn that they revitalized using gibberellic acid. And effectively, the mechanism that causes the seed to germinate um, is replenished by a soak in a gibberellic acid solution. So these seeds that I've had since 2009, the first time I grew Spanish heirloom tobacco, um, have just been sitting there for over 10 years. And I tried to sprout them last year. They didn't work. I tried to sprout them earlier this year. They didn't work. I figured, oh, these seeds are dead. But as my last ditch, I sprayed them with some gibberellic acid, let them soak for 24 hours. And lo and behold, they started sprouting like popcorn. So I have revised an 11-year-old strain of tobacco that I thought I had lost. Um, the cool thing about that is the seed company that was preserving this line of seeds has gone out of business. So um, there was no way for me to ever get the strain of tobacco back again. I'm very clumsy. You'll learn that about me. Um, but yeah, that, that strain has been uh, sitting with me for that long. And I'm glad to have it back. Um, I'm also growing Scirpus acutus. That is the unknown psychedelic uh, bulrush plant. Um, I'm going to put out a video like right after this talking about that too, or maybe even if I have time at the end of this. Um, but yeah, so I'm growing that. It's got some complicated growing steps now, but um, basically I have to keep it in the fridge for a month and uh, let it sit there planted in a wet, super wet pot um, and um, that'll make it break its dormancy so I'm testing right now how much if I use a solution of gibberellic acid which I already have some from the previous project um, will that decrease dormancy time and from what I've read the answer to that question is yes um, so I have four batches of Bakanawa going right now uh, half of them are basically four pots full are treated with gibberellic acid four pots are just treated with regular water and i'm pulling them all out of the fridge one week at a time so first week two pots come out under the grow light second week two pots third week two pots fourth week two pots and then i'm going to compare the germination rate and the germination time for each of those and see how much if any does gibberellic acid cut down on the dormancy period um, for this seed that needs to be in the cold for a month. Um, so that should be pretty fun and uh, educational, I hope. Um, the, some of the other things I'm growing are more your standard. I'm growing some tomatillos. I, I like to get creative. So most of the stuff in my garden's weird colors. Um, so I have purple tomatillos. I have some uh, royal blue potatoes coming in. Uh, this year I have decided to pull my Jerusalem artichokes out of the garden and replace them with potatoes because they just give me terrible stomach pains 
We've got lots of greens, beans, radishes. Um, we are growing uh, some of the other tobacco <laughs> as well because um, I do live in Colorado, so that's nice. I grow my own medicine every year, which uh, makes things really nice and easy for me. I don't have to deal with any um, difficult, uh, you know, trips to the dispensary, dealing with uh, tourists coming into Colorado. Um, I don't have to deal with a dealer, which was what I hated years ago, um, but just being able to have a small amount for personal use has been amazing for me for about the last decade. Um, so anytime someone complains about the price of weed, I always say, grow your own. It is so easy. You could fall ass backwards into growing an ounce and be good to go for a while. Um, and I probably smoke an ounce every three or four months. So not a lot of weed, <laughs> but one grow year is enough to just set, set me up. So we're working on that now for the summer as well. Um, of course it, every precaution being taken for safety, etc., all within legal limits. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on with the garden at home. Um, and basically I've been reading up a little bit. I'm currently reading, uh, the psilocybin mushroom companion. I'll try to post a author name and, you know, link to that down below. Um, been reading up on the Bakanawa, reading every academic article I can get my hands on. And I can tell you after doing a full research review, there's almost no information out there on it. Um, so it'll be a call to action for you guys to see if you can help me with this research out in the community. Um, so that should be a, an interesting prospect for us as well. I've also been researching San Pedro, and I think I'm going to, rather than giving my presentation on San Pedro, save my conversation with Drew. Um, to be just a conversation on San Pedro. So that should be really interesting as well. Um, I have a friend who will talk to us at some point about breath work. Um, I'm sure Alma will talk to us about that as well as her cult topic that we're doing. And that's, that's kind of what I see coming down the pipeline. Now that I'm taking over this channel uh, for myself, um, my main goal, my main intention with it is going to diverge a little bit from psychedelics, as I'm sure you've guessed. Um, I'm going to be talking about some horticulture stuff since it's summer, and I'm going to be gardening a lot. Um, psychedelics will still be the main focus of the channel, um, but we might talk about foraging, some wilderness stuff, um, and just anything that comes to mind for me. I also ferment beer, wine... Um, all kinds of stuff. I, I love, love to cook with wild forage foods and I'm a huge forager. So, um, you know, get, brace yourself because we're probably going to talk about some of that stuff too. So, um, generally though, it'll, it'll basically be around psychedelics, plants, fungi, uh, generally speaking. Uh, maybe, um, I do play the handpan so you might see me post a little bit of music on here occasionally or just talk to people in the handpan musical community or the meditation community or um, any of those sort of related subcategories. Um, I'd also love to get a marijuana grower on here to talk about that industry or um, I have a friend who used to own a mushroom farm in Amsterdam, so a magic mushroom farm. So that would be fun to talk, um, pick his brain as well. So that is where we are. Um, with everything about talking in Technicolor, I hope that sounds good for you guys. I hope everyone is staying safe out there.
And uh, most of all, I just wanted to give that update and shout out to you guys and say I love you. Thank you for watching me. And thank you for following uh, the Mushroom Club and the Integration Circle and some of the stuff that I do. My plan is to keep doing it and to uh, help to build this community here in Fort Collins and keep that going. And I hope we can talk about some cool stuff related to psychedelics and some of the other categories I've put out there. And yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun together. So stick with me. Uh, please subscribe to my videos and share the channel if you like it with friends. Um, please leave nice comments and, you know, mean comments too if you have to. Please don't though. It's not very nice. And uh, yeah, try to stay sane guys. I, I hope you're doing really well. Um, this will all be over soon. You, you just wait and see and everything will go back to normal. Take care.